I have an important question for you, America. Why isn't college education free? In the previous news broadcast two hours ago, I asked a question why the Democrats aren't making this a campaign issue. With all the free college education that goes on in other first world countries, why is America the only one that doesn't offer free or greatly reduced college education? Fact is, they don't. We're behind the rest of the world. Well, there's a reason why. You see, the Democrats are never going to touch this. You might get some obscure guy who's like seventh in the running for Democratic nomination, and so he'll need to shoot up a flare to draw attention to himself or herself, and he'll say, oh, we should have free college education. You know, Bernie Sanders is trying to do it, but he's never told you how he's going to do it. But the Democrats won't embrace this as a party platform. The DNC should be all over this. I would almost look at the Democratic Party, but I say almost because I can't forget about the open borders, the failed health care, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, I would look seriously if they propose something like this, but they never will. Do you know why? Well, we're going to talk about why here on the Common Sense Show. But it is only common sense that you're prepped. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, 70% off restaurant quality. I can help you take care of your food needs. And we collect those in two and four week pack packages bags that you can slowly accumulate over time to get the amount you need which is some people say three years some say two the government tells you you need six months of storable food you need to get started go to preparewithdave.com it'll tell you everything you need to know well when we look at why college education is not free and will never be free you have to understand how the public education system was first set up back in the 1880s in the 1880s as we went to massive factory production and this continued into the 20th century. We opened our borders up to untold number of immigrants. Oh, by the way, we screened those immigrants coming through Angel and Ellis Island. We screened over 13 million without computers. Amazing. We turned away people for health issues, for criminal issues. If they didn't fit the needs of our population in our country, we turned them away and sent them back home. Hmm, isn't that interesting? But that's another topic for another day. Let's get down to the college education. The industrialists of the day were dismayed because so few of these people spoke English and they were uneducated and often they couldn't even read and write. So they said, oh my gosh, we need to set up a public education system. We'll get it started, but we'll make the government pay for it. So we'll have American taxpayers fund their own unemployment by basically educating foreigners who will compete with them for jobs in the factories, 1890s into the, well, right up until the Depression. Well, how well did that work? It worked pretty damn well. You see, they wanted a system, according to Rockefeller, Carnegie, Westinghouse, all the people who set this system up, they were on record as saying, we want people to be educated enough to do their job, but not educated enough to question authority. So they wanted to stop with a sixth grade education. I mean, here in Arizona, we do something that I've just, is just ludicrous. When I was in eighth grade and I was going to high school in ninth, we had a little continuation dance at the end of the year. Here in Arizona, we celebrate this, quote, eighth grade graduation with limos and massive parties and parents are spending big money like it's high school graduation time, which, by the way, it is for my son today. As you're listening to this, I'm enjoying what he has accomplished. But see, it's high school. He's headed to college. 
These people were eighth grade going to ninth grade. And why do they celebrate such a low level of educational achievement? Because to work in the factories, you just had to do basic math, speak a little English, be able to write and read basic English, but not a whole lot more. You're not going to study Rousseau. You're not going to study Nitsky. You're not going to study any of these people who could get you to challenge authority. Oh, Thomas Jefferson, don't want him. Mm-mm, no, sir. John Adams, no way. And so what they did is they produced a working class that was just <laughs> dumb and happy to be here. They found the streets weren't paved with gold, but they had an income, even though their working conditions were so harsh, they had to turn to forming unions. But the overriding theme here with education was, we're not going to let them compete with our kids. Sixth grade, get them out, get them to work. Eighth grade, the most. Well, let's cycle forward in this dilemma here, this absolute travesty of education and let's talk about high school. Now it's deemed that, well, you got to have some technical education. We can pretty well get you done through the 12th grade. Uh, <laughs> do you know how many people get a college degree in this country? Exactly. About half the country will go to college. Actually, truthfully, it's about 58%. But only 32% of that 58% will graduate. It's pretty low. And let's talk about something realistic. Let's say your state university has an ongoing price for, let's say, residential housing, tuition fees, and it runs $20,000 a year. And all of a sudden now the Board of Regents of your state raises the tuition to where now it's $27,000. <laughs> well, if you're the son of someone who has money, someone of prominence, that $7,000 means nothing. If you're from a middle-income family and kids are helping to work to pay their way through college, it's a crushing blow. That's the system we have. We have a system of education that favors the rich. They don't want competition for their kids. And sometimes these increases aren't 20,000 to 27,000. It's 20,000 to 50,000 over time. And it puts college out of reach. Or you have the ability to go get a student loan, which means about 25 years of indentured servitude. And I covered that two hours ago about the evils of this and how the Democrats should be wiping that debt out if they're true socialists. Well, let's talk about private education for a second. Uh, you got to have money. <laughs> Not going to work. You have lower class sizes, more enrichment and course offerings many times, but you got to have money. And let's talk about how the systems are funded from state to state. It varies a little bit, but essentially the model is the same. Property taxes are the prime backbone of education funding. So let's say that you live out in the suburbs, your average house there in the rich suburbs. Oh, maybe it's going for about a million two on average. You're paying a pretty hefty property tax bill, and that's a lot of money going into your local school. But let's go to a community where the average house, you know, small, kind of dilapidated, some need repairs. And maybe those houses are worth about $70,000. Well, collectively, you're not getting very much money put back into your school because property tax on $70,000 is nothing like it is on $1.2 million. So whose kids get the better education K-12? through See, the system is design, designed to f favor the elite. And it's always been this way, and it's always going to be that way. But, you know, in Europe, it's not that way. It doesn't matter if your dad makes 10000 a year and uh, they bring home welfare checks. If you perform in school and you can pass their graduation exams, you're going to school for free. It's 
crazy, isn't it? Why do we put up with this? Let me give you two things here to take with you. One, you are the only country in the world that is not allowed to shop for prescription prices outside the country. You could greatly lower the rate. You know, you can get an asthma inhaler that costs $250 in America for 20 cents out of Cuba. You go, oh, the shipping costs. Okay, so you're paying $2 or $5. Okay, two, you're one of the few first world countries that is charging like we're charging for college education. And this is at a time when kids are making choices. Parents, why are you putting up with this? I just gave you a good historical view. If you take a class in college that teachers take called Foundations of Education, you learn these things. Now, sometimes you get a dig because liberal professors sometimes don't want to bring these things out. But in the textbooks and in the literature material that you're going to do lit reviews on, you'll easily find this material. We should not be putting up with this. Please play this for your friends who have kids in junior high, high school, future college students. We shouldn't be tolerating for this for two seconds. And by the way, if Donald Trump had fulfilled the campaign to bring people home that were fighting in foreign wars and end our foreign wars of occupation and not be preparing to fight in Venezuela, Syria, and Iran, perhaps Ukraine, perhaps the South China Sea, if we weren't doing all this, we'd have the resources to put towards educating our kids for free and see then future jobs, good jobs, would be on a level playing field based on achievement and merit, not based on a rigged system that discriminates against people who are poor. And often these people who are poor are people of color. And when you walk a mile in their shoes, can you understand why they say the system doesn't work? I understand it perfectly because for a while in my elementary and junior high education, I went to school with all of these kids. Forced integrated busing, 1970s. I've seen it firsthand. And this is something that should not be going on in this country. And we need to turn it around and we need to do it now. Please share this far and wide. We'll see you back here again next time.